Hi guys, this is Graham. Uh, just before we get going, all kidding aside, uh, the uh, Jonathan Demi passed away this week, and uh, we just want to take note and say R.I.P. He directed a lot of great films. Uh, my personal favorite being Something Wild. He also did uh, also my favorite. Yeah, also Phil's favorite. Kit, you haven't seen it obviously because you're shaking your head. Uh, he did Silence of the Lambs. I saw that one. Yeah, <laughs> he did Melvin and Howard. He did Married to the Mob. He did Rachel Getting Married. He he did. Uh, am I missing any here, Phil? I'm probably uh, missing Philadelphia. A Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Manchurian Candidate remake. Stop yeah. making sense. Stop making sense. Yes. Uh, the Neil Young Heart of Gold. I think it was. Uh, he also he did, did three of those. Actually, he did three Neil Young movies. And he did. Well, did Jarmish he... did. Um... Oh, he did Year of the Horse. Year of the Horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he also do Swimming to Cambodia? The, yes, um, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah the um, Spalding Gray uh, monologue. And he did, a, I think, a ton of New Order videos as well, right? Yeah, Perfect Kiss was... Mm-hmm. Um... So I had the pleasure of seeing him at the Toronto International Film Festival last year, uh, where he introduced the 35 millimeter print of his classic Something Wild, and he was super funny, super friendly, totally engaging, and just seemed to have a ball hanging out watching a movie uh, with uh, people that like it. So it's very sad to see him go. He was 73 years old. He passed away from cancer. And uh, the film world is uh, at a loss right now. Or at, uh, we've definitely lost a major talent. Anything else to add about Jonathan Demi, guys, before we get going? I guess like a lot of people, um, I, I had no idea that he was uh, sick and uh, kind of took me by surprise. Uh, yeah, it definitely did. Um, so rest in peace, Jonathan Demi. It's time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There will be smiles and there will be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years. It's time for death by video. Time for death by video with Phil and Kit and Graham. Hi, I'm Graham. I'm Kit. I'm Phil. And welcome to Death by Video. Once again, we have gathered in the old abandoned video store off of Highway 9 to appease the ghosts and watch a weird movie. So, guys... Yeah, Graham, Graham, Graham. What, Kit? I, I don't really want to watch Cannibal Ferox. Yeah, it's uh, got a reputation as being one of the most vile movies ever made. Okay, yeah, but it's not like it's Cannibal Holocaust that, or anything. That's not helping the situation here, Graham. Uh, Really? Okay, well, um, how about we just watch something else then? Yeah, screw the ghosts. Screw the ghosts! What's that sound? Uh. Oh no! Ah! Ah! What's happening? Oh shit, shit! Ah. Oh my god! Hey, Phil, you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, where, where are we? Uh, looks like we're the old abandoned video store, but it's uh, clean, and new, and there's electricity. 
And it looks like it's still a place of business. Oh my god. What? Look at the calendar. My god, the year. 1993. 1993. Hey, wait. Where's Graham? Hey, guys. Ah. ah. What are you doing behind the counter? Um, I I work here. Graham? Yeah, that's my name. And who are you guys? Uh, well, I'm I'm Kit. Uh, I'm Phil. And welcome to Best of the Best Video. I'm just about to close up shop, but uh, do you guys want to stick around and watch a movie? Wait, you're Graham? Yeah. And and the year is 1993. Wait, so how old are you? Uh, yes, it's 1993, and I'm 33 years old. And, and, and you're Graham? Yeah. You're 33 in 1993? Yeah. And you work in this video store, and your name is Graham? Well, I sure hope so. Otherwise, this uniform would look pretty silly. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, alright. Well, what you got for us to watch, then, Graham? It's the, uh, 1989 skateboarding classic, Gleaming the Cube, starring Christian Schlater. So, guys, um, I have actually not seen Gleaming the Cube before, but you both have. I have, yes. Yes. Okay. And how, how did you see that, it being 1993 and you guys being, like, uh, I think you're 10? No, no, you're, you're 11, aren't you, kid? Well, well, clearly I'm not 11 years old. Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first saw it on uh, TV. They used to always play it on City uh, under the title uh, A Brother's Justice. Yeah, that was the, uh, the U.S. Uh, video title. It was also known overseas as Skate or Die. I remember seeing, uh, I saw it on First Choice, which mm-hmm. was the old premium. Um, that was before the movie network, right? It was before the movie network. First Choice became the movie network. And yeah, that was the premium cable movie station it was basically canada's hbo before hbo was even hbo really hbo was hbo in 1979 i know but they were playing a lot of sports things they weren't really they were also nicknamed hbo because it was like hey beastmasters on well what blew my mind about first choice when it was a thing was that it would play movies all day long with mm-hmm. no edits no commercials i know it was great like all even new movies sometimes old movies yeah, like getting the the movie network like whenever we had those free weekends was awesome because it was like it's nothing but movies. And yeah. now like, then they started showing The Sopranos and they started showing Sex in the City, and then mm-hmm. it just you know steady slope downhill to Crapville, which is well, you're gonna call The Sopranos Crapville? No, but it, it was the first like um, bump on that hill. <laughs> that my, my metaphor is all screwed up. It, it was the. <laughs> It was it was the first step towards like hey we can just show TV shows and not have to show movies and, and then we don't have to license them and and now it's uh, Kardashians you know that's where it went. I, I remember a big, a big fan of um the sister channel the movie network movie picks movie pick M picks was awesome the old yeah movies, so yeah. back in the nineties it, its focus was exclusively on the sixties seventies and eighties so uh, that mm-hmm. was how I first watched uh, French Connection and Blowout and the yeah, that also taking a Pelham one two three. Oh, the taking of Pelham one two three, like the poster on my. I mean, yeah. the poster on this video store in nineteen ninety three's wall. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, I also uh, starring uh, the always always great Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw from Jaws. Um, but I uh, they still Impix still showed great movies into the two thousands because I remember in university watching Movie Head every Friday night. Wait a minute, how do you know about the two thousands? Uh, <laughs> uh, 
don't know. <laughs> this whole storyline is going to be gold. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I remember watching Movie Head, and uh, that's also where I first saw The Omega Man, the Charlton Heston classic, which is just, oh, God, that movie's so good. And that was um, made just just as Charlton Heston was going insane. So it was just on the just at the tail end of, of Charlton Heston, the civil rights advocate, and just at the just a shade before Charlton Heston, the total nutbag um, that we all grew up with. Mm. Unfortunately, we never got the good Charlton Heston growing up, like the Charlton Heston that was you know marched on Washington and fought for civil rights and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And even in the Omega Man, he fought to have a interrac- interracial kiss because he wanted his um, the female lead to be African American. And then when they said, like, okay, fine, but you guys can't be romantically linked. And he was like, this is bullshit. I was Moses. We're, we're kissing, you know. That's, uh, that was exactly what happened. It's true, but he's, he retained his acting ability the few times he would act after. after he, that, if you've ever seen um, Kenneth Hamlet. Oh, right. He's in there's the, a bit part in it, and he does true, true, true. a pretty good job. He was good in True Lies as well, the, uh, the James Cameron film. That's, like, the one of the few James Cameron films I actually like. Um, or I'm do I like more? I, th- I think you like James Cameron, don't you? Nineteen ninety-three, Graham. Let's, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, guys, um, we're in this odd situation where normally I've seen the movie before and you guys haven't. Is there anything I should know or look out for before we start watching this? Well, it it has a young Christian Slater in it mm-hmm. with uh, very blonde hair. Yeah. Um, and also some notable uh, pro skateboarders make, I guess you would call them cameo appearances. Yeah, they... Tony Hawk's in it, isn't he? Tony Hawk, uh, Rodney Mullen, among others. I'm sure there Stacey are more. Peralta, it was the... Oh, Stacey Peralta. He was the, uh, I think, skateboarding consultant on the movie. Him of uh, infamous um, the Dogtown and Z-Boys era. And mm-hmm. he also directed the Dogtown and Z-Boys documentary from 2001. That's really good. And he wrote the script for the Lords of Dogtown film that Catherine Hardwick directed in 2005. Which wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. I don't even know how I know it's not very good, because it's 1993. There's a weird time rift happening here, clearly. I mean, I'm sure... feels like there's, there's like, future memories implanted in my brain somehow. We'll explain this all at a later date very, very well, I'm sure. At a way later date. It seems to be that 1993 Graham has some of the memories of... We'll call him Future Graham? Who is this Future Graham of who you speak? He's a great guy. Thanks, kid. Okay, so guys, uh, this is Gleaming the Cube. We'll be right back. That was Gleaming the Cube, starring Christian Slater, Stephen Bauer, Ed Lauder, and... A bunch of other people. Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. To- Tony Hawk, yes. Yes, yes. Tony Hawk cool. as the uh, Pizza Hut truck delivery driver who um, inadvertently saves the day at the end. Well, I, th- I think it would be advertently. Yeah. He I think he advertently yes. saves the day. Advertently, not inadvertently. He, he gets the truck. Uh... He gets it there on time. Yeah, yeah. With a truckload of skateboarders wearing helmets and uh, multicolored elbow pads. And knee pads, too. Yep. Yes. They're the very safety-conscious skaters in this movie. Yes, they are. So, guys, uh, take us through Gleaming the Cube. Some uh, some cubes get gleamed. 
What yes. does that mean? What what is what is the cube kit? I believe that's the half pipe. Okay. We actually had a character explain it. The cube is a place that you skate when you're to let go. To let go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he is clean so Christian Slater's character um, to start it off, it's the story of uh, Brian Kelly is his name. Brian Kelly, yeah. And he has a stern father in, the, in uh, Ed Lauder, who is the um, well-known as the police chief from Death Wish 3, who essentially uh, gets Charles Bronson to act on his behalf to clean up the gang situation in New York City in 1986. <laughs> Just keeps a tally of like who he kills. So. Exactly. Um, and uh, he has a mom whose name we didn't look up and doesn't really play any role in the movie. Nope. Oh. And he has a an adopted Vietnamese brother named Vin Kelly. Vin Kelly, yep. Yep. And so, guys, uh, set it up. Like, what uh, what kind of happens in this film? Uh, well, uh, Vin Kelly, um, he's an ace student uh, who does uh, Christian Slater. Really good at math, yeah. It does Surprising for, for an Asian, Asian character in the 1980s. And he uh, works a part-time job at... Um, some, video, I guess a, a Vietnamese video store. Video store it, slash um, drug supply company. Drug supply company. It's uh, part of like an anti-communist. Uh, yeah, the, was the, it, the, Vietnamese the Vietnamese anti-communist relief fund, or as we Vakerf. Yeah, yeah. Vakerf. It's and, and we initially thought that Vakerf was a front for drug smuggling because he then uncovers that they are um, some of the shipments are heavier when they arrive than when they left. Um, than they should be. Yes, and because yeah. he's so good at math. He does, he does the math and figures it out right away. Can't happen. Yeah. And it just keeps him up at night, too, which is the funny thing. He's just <laughs> he, like, he can't sleep. He, he like, basically he goes to his boss and he's like, hey, I noticed they're heavy. And, he's, and the boss is like, oh, you know, things change weights. Don't worry about it. You're, you're a good doing kid. an amazing job. Yeah, you just, you just go back to, like, adding things up. You're good at math. Um, and then that <laughs> night... Um, he goes home and he's just like, I just can't sleep. I can't. I, can't I know I didn't go. get the math wrong. I'm good at I math. Think he says yeah, he, yeah, he does say, I know I didn't get the math wrong. And like, you kind of think his next line is going to be like, I'm Asian. <laughs> um, and then he goes to investigate, but unfortunately gets captured by uh, Robert that, Nguyen. How do you pronounce the name? Robert Nguyen, yes. Nguyen, yes. Uh, another Vietnamese character and uh, a white guy whose name escapes us at this time. But he's the bad of, guy. He's the villain. The bad guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, long story short, when they're trying to get information out of him, uh, they accidentally kill uh, Vin and make it seem like a suicide. And it's up to Christian Slater with the slight help of police detective Stephen Bauer. Stephen Bauer, the most useless detective. Yeah, yes. he gets his cop car stolen, <laughs> which is hilarious because that's you think he would have the keys or at least lock the door. But nope, nope. Um, and then then what else happens, guys? Oh, um, it's a lot of sweet skateboarding. Lots of sweet skateboarding. A lot of, a lot of gleaming the cube. Yes. Sure. So uh, Christian Slater, he decides to take matters into his own hands. Uh, he goes into boy detective mode. Uh, he cleans up his act, uh, takes out his cross earring. Uh, oh, that's true. He, he he does a preppy makeover. He does a preppy makeover. Hold on. We, we forgot before he does the preppy makeover, he follows... Um, right. One oh, of the guys, yes. he's he he, plot point. he he follows one of the people who were involved uh, with his brother's work, I guess, and he sneaks into his car, and then that guy takes off. That guy follows him first, though. That's the thing, because he he's okay. like he's trying to figure out. So he goes and talks to the. It's funny because he goes to talk to the maid at the motel where uh, his his stepbrother Vin's body is found, and she's Latina, 
and uh, he's asking her, like, so so who found him? And she's like, maybe I did. And then she asks, like, well, what's it to you? And he's like, I'm his brother. And she's like, that's not funny and walks away. Because Do you obviously, think I'm blind? Yeah, because obviously um, they can't be brothers. That's right. Then he goes into the, uh, I guess, little Viet- Vietnam, little Vietnamese community uh, with some stuff that his brother, some papers that his brother left behind. And he's like, can you translate this for me? Yep. Because he doesn't understand. And one of the, the punks, the, the Vietnamese punk says, drugs that's that says drugs there mm-hmm. um so. yeah he goes into like some sketchy uh billiard slash arcade uh, thing and uh and they translate the note for translate the note yeah and yeah. so he he ends up following one of those guys that translated the notes for him that was subsequently following him a little bit mm-hmm. and then that guy um winds up with the the same people who accidentally killed vin wasn't he the guy that actually killed vin wasn't he the guy like with the with the wet towel around a, his I neck? I thought it was a different guy. You know what? Maybe it's just the old. I thought it was old... uh, Bob uh, Newen. Yeah, who, Bob Newen uh, who uh, killed Vin. Yeah. Oh, you might be right, and who wanted the um, the plane ticket to Bangkok? Yeah, and fifty thousand yes. dollars. Yeah, because he he knew somebody who was snooping around, and he's like, "I'll give you that information, but you got to give me a ticket to Bangkok before I give you that information." Exactly. And, and they then... were like, "Well, why don't we just shoot you in the face?" And they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and. And that's the end of Bob Nguyen. And um, then uh, Brian, uh, then our, our Christian Slater leads Stephen Bauer and the police squad to uh, to the location. Christian Slater witnessed the murder, by yes, the way. Yes, yeah, yeah. But he didn't see who did it. And when Stephen Bauer asked, like, why didn't you look? He's like, so what, guys are shooting out bullets, and I'm just supposed to poke my head out and say, hey, guys, how you doing? That was a pretty good Christian Slater. I think yeah, you could do better. Because uh, we'll I think this was right before, we're pretty sure this was right before Heather's, and this, this is where this Christian is, Slater's doing the Jack Nicholson impersonation. This is prime yeah, Christian yeah. Slater time. This is right around the time of Heather's, pump up the volume. And the wizard. And the wizard. Yeah, it was yeah. a busy couple years for Christian Slater. <laughs> very, very busy. Plus, I'm guessing we're forgetting, like, three other movies that he did yeah that he was also in yeah cuffs cuffs um (laughs) i forgot about that one (laughs) yeah and so um basically he decides to um to get close to his uh his his brother's girlfriend came out in 92 93 93 yeah it's amazing to think that like four years later he was that good because in this movie he is not um (laughs) he's nothing but an earring and some spiked blonde hair (laughs) <laughs> um, and then he uh, he decides to get close to his brother's girlfriend, I guess now ex-girlfriend because his brother is dead, and she's like, my parents won't let me date any white boys, especially no skaters, so he then goes through his preppy makeover, which is well, much to... like, My father won't let me date American boys. Right. She explicitly says that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, um, he does his like whole preppy makeover, which is literally taking his earring out, Taking his one fingerless glove off. He wears pleated pants. Wearing as well. pleated pants, a tie, washing his shirt. hair, tucks in his shirt, tucks in his shirt. Rips off, rips down his cramps poster. Yep. He does rip that, mm-hmm. which is unnecessary. Yeah, too. I don't... so unnecessary. Those things are like worth a lot of money now. He could have just. <laughs> oh reti- yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, um, he's also close to my heart because he wears a cramps T-shirt and has a cramps poster on his wall. Um, as well as uh, a suicidal tendencies, he wears a suicidal tendencies hat. Hat, a, yeah. No, his buddy, no, that, buddy with the hat. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Hat, that's but right. he does have a suicidal tendencies shirt, and, his, and he has he, a great Elvis shirt. And he has a crass jacket, but it's like nobody likes crass, especially <laughs> not a sixteen-year-old. It's like it's, like it's like a spray painted. It's crass spray painted. It's like he's uh, just doing it for street cred, to be honest. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. like the Metallica patch on the, that same jean jacket. By the way, he yeah. sacrifices all his street cred for this little 
little ruse mm-hmm. because his he goes to school with the with the preppy clothes on right, and his yeah. friends do not like it. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it that one of them shouts at nice hair or something like <laughs> nice hair, Kelly? <laughs> and um, you were laughing for a good ten minutes. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was so funny. Um, and then he. Um, and then, but like the other thing too is that it actually works. Like, like he goes to his brother's girlfriend. <laughs> just, okay, and we just should... cuts right to the other side. No, you're going. And then, um, <laughs> so, um, but his ruse works, and he gets close to his 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 brother's yep. ex girlfriend. He's able to uh, take and, her out on and, a okay, date. And come so, over for the tea. reason why he's trying to get close to his brother's ex girlfriend is because. Uh, her father is the guy that owns the Vietnamese video store slash, slash drug supply company slash is the head recruiter for the for Vark Vakruf the, the the Vietnamese anti-communist and, and relief who fund. We know as an audience was there when his brother was yes, accidentally yes. murdered. Yes, he was present when uh, his brother was mur- accidentally he, murdered. He wasn't, and he was also present when uh, Bob Nguyen Bob uh, got shot in the yeah, face. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So he is, if not directly responsible, but at least an he, associate of. We uh, get the impression the that he's a good guy who's found himself in the wrong situations. Like when when we meet him when mm-hmm. he was going to uh, when when uh, Brian's brother dies, he was like, "No, no, no, the kid's good. Let me talk to him. I'll explain the situation. You won't have to kill him." Yeah. But then they've already accidentally killed him, so that's that's where we get the plot going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then, so after seducing his uh, brother's ex-girlfriend, he goes to her house and snoops through his, her father's things, steals his Rams hat, and because uh, his father is a her father is a big LA Rams. That's correct. They're a they're a football team. I want to say are they football. Yeah, yes. early on in the movie, like yeah. you see him wearing the Rams cap, and then you see a Rams poster right in the background. There's yeah. there's, there's always like this uh, good you know, characterization. Core, core of, the... It's visual storytelling. Yes. yes. Yeah. Kind of like how Christian Slater is wearing a cramp shirt, but you see the cramps posters in the back. Exactly. It's reinforcing that it's it's not just a fashion choice. It's yes. an actual lifestyle uh, life choice. Yeah. Aesthetic yes. appreciation for the cramps. Um, and which he's... is a very uh, which is something to aspire to. I By think. the way, his brother yeah. has an awesome laptop. Oh my god, the laptop! That oh was... my god, the eighties laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's well. Here's the thing. Let's be honest. It's not a laptop. You no, can it's put a word it on a laptop. processor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You drag it around. It's the size of a small country, and uh, <laughs> it folds up to have a dot matrix screen. And then um, after all that, uh, he steals also the lighter, which he uses Zippo to lighter, yeah. to light a uh, Molotov cocktail, which he then uses to blow up a propane. T- propane propane tank yes he goes back to the medical yep. supply warehouse mm-hmm. where his uh his brother vin was caught that's where he was actually caught mm-hmm. he was snooping around the warehouse trying to figure out wait these things don't weigh what they're supposed to let me check the actual um content thing see what see what else is in them mm-hmm. and that's where he's caught and then he gets killed accidentally yeah um, and so Christian Slater blows up a propane tank which brings the cops and stuff and he leaves the ram's hat there and he uses the lighter of uh, the father to so the personalized yep. uh, engraved which was given him to him to him by the who the american ambassador or something something like that because the uh, the asian girlfriend finds it at his place after she like sneaks out because they're like they want to send her away um and then i've lost the plot after that there's like some sweet skating they call him the pizza hut a truck. lot of sweet skating yeah yes. 
Oh, we forgot to bring up his one of his best friends has the most awesome like hangout spot, the, the yeah. bunker yeah. in the, the backyard. The skater bunker yeah. that he, like, he crashes at and there's like the it's it looks super mini half pipe. Honestly, and, when I was a kid and I watched this movie, I dreamed of having a space like yes. this. Mm-hmm. I want to have it now. It's like, outside of his house. Mm-hmm. In the backyard. Like, yeah, it's in the backyard. It's a former bomb shelter. Yeah, it's a former bomb shelter. So you have to go down a little ladder. And that's where he sleeps, and he's got this little mini half pipe there, and there's all these cool posters, and it looks ginormous Thrasher stickers. Everybody has Thrasher yeah, stickers, yeah. and yeah, totally. Um, and then, um... so I'm getting some weird feedback. I was getting it last time too. It's the it's oh well, it's no longer the ghosts in the uh, video store because what are you talking about ghosts, guys? I'm sorry, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to spook you out, 1993, Graham. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me 1993 Graham? My name's Graham. That's it. Why, what's with 1993? It's I your just, street name. I yeah. just met you guys, and you guys are like making me feel weird. <laughs> I invite you to watch Gleaming the Cube. We're having a good time, and you just, you just, you, what's happening here? <laughs> Somebody. All right. No, Kit. What? <laughs> 1993, Kit. <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about? Anyways. Back to gleaming the cube, <clears throat> jerks. Um, uh, edit, 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 edit points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what I'm laughing at anymore, but. <laughs> um, we can't follow it or apply anymore. No, right, we what lost happens the so, plot? Okay, um, so we get some more rage skating. He goes out. Yeah, he goes um, rage skating. Oh, we wrote notes, but who cares? Um <laughs> I, I, I keep on pointing out that Rodney Mullen does his rage skating for him. It's, it's some pretty sweet skateboarding. Yeah, it's shot very footloose style. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's almost yeah, like the like the, the, the rage stunt dance. Because the stunt double looks nothing. Yeah, like the rage dance and footloose. Yeah, and the stunt double looks nothing like Christian Slater. Which, which explains Christian Slater's blonde hair in this one because they can just throw that wig on whatever skater they need to. And he becomes Christian Slater for yeah. for whatever scenes they need to do. But like There's Christian so Slater, many foot shots. it doesn't yeah. explain how Christian Slater sometimes grows a foot in height. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. Uh, somehow it all gets found out, and then yeah, well, I guess he gets the um, the white bad guy mm-hmm. to to go to um, the father's house of Vin's father's not no, not not Vin, Vin's the father. girlfriend's father's house. We sh- we really should know her name. I know. But we don't. We don't. Is it Sorry. ever mentioned? It's got to be mentioned. I think it's like I was going to say. Just like, to show like, the degree of character <laughs> development where you don't. Even yeah, know. we just know her as Vin's ex-girlfriend. Um, and we only know Vin's name because in the last like end of the movie, all of a sudden someone says like, "I'm going to get Vin's killer." It's like, oh, that's. It his also name. says on his tombstone. Right. Oh, right, and we right. can't forget that. Um, so Christian Slater's setting up. He he knows that the final confrontation is coming, mm-hmm. and so he goes down to his buddy's bunker once more, and he's like, "Let's make me the sweetest skateboard ever," and they just they they, they get this brand new everything. skateboard with like chrome mm-hmm. like grind things rails or grind rails guards tighten up the truck so it Mm -hmm. looks so beautiful and it's got like a what would you call that the the surface of the skateboard it's like some sort of metallic um, yeah it's chrome um, sheen well it's got like uh, i don't know what you would call it It, there's a name for this type of metal kind of uh Mm. words are escaping me folks i apologize aluminum anyways um it's a very very cool skateboard for 1989 that's all we need uh, to say 
he skateboards like it's brand new. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets uh, so he skateboards to the rescue, and he calls in all of his friends to uh, to help him. Tony Hawk with his Pizza Hut truck. Pizza yep. truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tony Hawk on one of his five phones. He has five phones for some reason. That's never explained, no. which I kind of like. That's and, a, and this is in the uh, era the where like uh, cordless phones were not a thing. So uh, cordless, you mean cell phones or actually cordless phones? Yeah, well, cord- like cordless house phones. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no, they, all they, they're all um they're all either the old school touch tones or the old school uh, rotary phones. Yeah, they they yeah, phone yeah, them at six yeah. in the morning because this is this is going to be an early morning thing. Yeah. and then Tony Hawk's obviously still in bed because he's a skater, um, and he can't figure out which phone to pick up. It's a nice little comic moment yeah. in the movie. But it doesn't also overplay itself. It's not like he goes through every single phone, being like hello, 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 hello. <laughs> He no, tries no. two or three. He finds yeah. he, fi- he tries like two and then gets the right one. And you're like, oh, okay, good. They didn't beat that joke into the ground. Um, and then he. Um, so oh yeah, so there's so the the white bad guy goes to the father's house in the morning. Uh, I think he's the, the Rams cap and stuff is kind of like, what's going on here, man? You, you yeah, because Christian Slater left the Rams cap at the scene of the explosion. And didn't he also leave the lighter in a certain area? Or my no, no, he left the lighter as a clue for the cop. That's Stephen right, Bauer Stephen comes, Bauer. Yeah, Stephen Bauer comes to say like, "Hey, some because they capture." Oh, so uh, Christian Slater. Yeah, we chased, forgot about yeah, this bit. Okay, chasing, yeah. yeah. Christian Slater's getting a little too close uh, to the uh, to the business, so they uh, they chase him down. These Vietnamese like um, uh, motorcycle punks uh, wearing mesh shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm try to chase him down and then they crash and of course the police pick everyone up um and they question christian slater stephen bauer knows christian slater's a good kid ultimately so he kind of gets pushed to the side but they do interview the uh, vietnamese kids and there's a there's a long interview and um they're the vietnamese kids are going back and forth speak speaking vietnamese, vietnamese laughing and at chuckling the at cops. the stupid cops yeah and, and then, then one of the cops the most blondest, whitest cop yeah. ever starts speaking back to them in Vietnamese, and it's just like, oh, oh no, no, busted. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So now the jig is up. Because they were also recording the... They uh, recorded it, too. And it's just like, also, what kind of world, even in 1989, where you think, like, we're going to speak in a different language, and no one in the entire <laughs> Los Angeles Police Department will ever figure it out while we're being recorded. We are the smartest guys in the room. <laughs> Uh, it yeah, it doesn't work out so well for them. So then the walls are closing in on our white villain, mm-hmm. who also we don't know the name of. I I'm not sure. He's got blondish. I hair. think white villain is a good name for him. Yeah, yeah. White devil. White devil. White devil. Um. So walls are closing in on him. So he approaches. Um. In the fateful morning, he mm-hmm. approaches. Um. The girlfriend's father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, we're so bad with names here. Um, and he's like, who knows, who knows stuff? And he's like, well, this, 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 this one skater kid, he knows. And, and my also daughter. my daughter, what are you going to do? Kill her? And then the, the white villain is like, maybe I will. Yeah. He's like, yeah, good, <laughs> good plan. Thanks dad. Um, and so then he like, he takes the, the girl hostage and then the father's shoots like, the dad. shoots the, yeah. but not until Christian Slater does his epic skateboard through the window, through the window, that's smashes true. through the window. Not she, sure why he does this. No, it doesn't either. accomplish anything. He shoots the dad. The mom is there to witness the father dying in her arms. The mom, by the way, best acting in the oh entire Oh, my God, film. yeah. Not, yes. not ironically. She's, no, no. She, she throws is, it on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, her husband is dying in front of her eyes right now <laughs> as her daughter has just been kidnapped by a white man with a gun. Um, <laughs> and then Stephen Bauer shows up late, as always. And yep. uh, this is when he gets his cop car stolen by some who, – who is that dude? Just some dude hanging out at the house? No, who, it's 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 um. No, Bob Newton is dead. Bob Newton is dead. It's another henchman. It's another another Vietnamese henchman. Yeah, and uh, and the White Devil. They steal the cop car. 
with uh, so, with, with 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 Vin's ex girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> where Christian Slater kidnapped cur- at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. Christian Slater's. They kind of seal the deal towards the end of the movie, but at that point, they're it's still not kinda, his current girlfriend. No. Although, yeah. and he has he has gone from being in his pe- preppy phase preppy phase preppy phase wearing pleated pants to back to wearing his skater like baggy pants and uh he, actually, d- he ditched the mountain bike yeah yep. he was riding a mountain bike for a while as a preppy kid because that's what preppy kids do they ride and they, they made fun of him for that and you wearing a you riding a bike man what's mm. next you gonna wear a scooter <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> that was the actual line of actual dialogue. dialogue yes um and then uh uh and then <laughs> <laughs> this movie is great by the way it is it's kind of mind-bending um and then so uh the the vietnamese henchman white devil and uh christian slater's current girlfriend soon to be girlfriend, um, soon to be girlfriend take off in the stolen cop car and then so stephen bauer goes to the hot wire car and christian Slater's like you know what this is kind of illegal let me do this so he uses a is it a truck tightening? It'd be a tool for tightening your trucks on your yeah. skateboard. Yeah. yeah, he uses that to turn the car on somehow. Yeah, um, well, he hits the ignition and then like and just turns it, jams it. Yeah, yeah. And so they I, take I off. I believe in pursuit. this is illegal. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. They take off in pursuit. There's like a pretty decent. There's it's a pretty decent car chase through downtown. Not, not a bad one. Yeah. Um, the, the Stephen Bauer loses the the car door in the process. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater does that. Yeah, that's true. He opens the door and then... And then the talking car functions. The door is a car. The door is a car. Which was so, like, new... Like new technology at the time, like yeah, yeah. The, the car speaks. It's like the door is a jar. The yeah. door yeah. is a jar. I remember my grandparents had a car like that too. That said, uh, would talk to you like, please put on your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the skateboarders uh, in the Pizza Hut truck do this heroic epic hero like appearance over a blind hill mm-hmm. they emerge uh, did like, you see the pizza <laughs> yeah you see you see these skateboarders First like you emerge see the skate, skaters and, and then the pizza hut logo rises behind <laughs> them and it's tony hawk the world's most famous skateboarder driving the pizza hut truck while all these no-name skateboarders are just like yeah we're gonna get them and they start doing little tricks going down yeah, the hill yeah, they, they, but they linger on tony hawk it's just, just tony hawk's just behind the wheel yeah, yeah. he's gripping he's the wheel like with... his visor backwards yeah and he's got this flock of seagulls, flock of seagulls so haircut yeah. yeah blonde hair it was so good <laughs> um and then they uh i say and then quite a bit on these podcasts um, well, and, that's kind of you got to keep the movie going, right? And, and then, then a and then, good, and then, it good, always feels like I'm a kid explaining like the plot of Speed. And then they go out the, the tunnel, and then they crash, and they gotta <laughs> jump the bridge, and then, um, uh, and so. <laughs> but anyhow, yes, but anyhow, um, so, so it ends scares, with scares the cop car now loaded with yeah. bad people. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they hit the highway where Christian Slater. Ditches one vehicle, crosses underneath a transport truck, which, here's the thing, no matter how fast you're going on a skateboard, that transport truck is going faster, he would have been ground up into dust. That, that would have made for a very sad that, film. Would have, everyone was like, oh god, like we've gone, who like enlisted this kid into our pursuit of the of this bad guy? Um, 
And so he crosses over. He reunites gets, with his skater, skater buddies. <laughs> he gets some pretty crazy speed and then hits a wicked ramp. Because the cop car crashes. And yeah. then, then White Devil is like, ah, things are going haywire. So he escapes the car. With Vin's girlfriend. With Vin's girlfriend. And then has a shootout with Stephen Bauer, who's yeah. now on the scene. Yeah, Stephen Bauer and him are And while he's fire. having the shootout and then goes over, like, uh, I don't know, the hugest gap. Yeah, like, he's at least 3,000 feet in the sky. <laughs> He crosses over it, a freeway. It's yeah. shot from the ground up, mm-hmm. so you just see, like... You see blue sky and yeah. Christian Slater flying into frame, and then... It's slow-mo. In slow-mo. And then White or Devil, like... feels like slow-mo. He jumps an entire freeway. Yeah. White Devil it, sees what's happening, and then turns around and starts shooting at Christian Slater. Starts shooting at Christian, Christian Slater, Slater um, who has his, like, iron trucks and stuff like yeah. that. And, it's, it's, and he just is reflecting bullets off of his trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that happened, but it, in my head it did. And then uh, hits him, hits him, and then basically Christian Slater yeah. just slams right into his face with the skateboard, and Christian Slater then like hits the dirt and uh, is pretty be- beat up. And, he saved the day though. Yep. Yeah, and the trucks finally uh, they, then wiggle they, yeah, off. They come give, loose, yeah, and yeah. he gives his friend shit about it too. He's like, like, the first time I, I used this, man. the trucks come right off. Mind that like he's on an expressway. Yeah, like, he flew 100. across the Los Angeles freeway, yeah. deflected bullets with his trucks, <laughs> and then kicked like crashed into the bad guy, and he's okay. Anyways, he's got some like sprang bones and bruised and yeah, whatever. He's in casts yeah. at the end of the film. Yeah, that's about as close to plausibility as that he gets. <laughs> His yeah. injuries. And then you know, some some bones were broken, most likely. And that's gleaming the cube. That, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. it ends Here's some there. other stuff that happens, but it's not really important. Well, him and Stephen Bauer they hang out at the end. Yeah, yeah. He kind of Stephen. Stephen Bauer has this running thing where he always flicks Christian Slater's ear really annoyingly. Yeah. yeah. And that's how they end the movie. Yeah. Yep. Gleaming the cube. So it's, there's so many tropes of 1989 cinema in this film that it kind of makes my head spin a little bit. Um, you have the, uh, what the, do you say the Dickey brothers or whoever the they D- were? Dickey brothers? No. <laughs> the Dickies, they're a punk band that he's listening to very briefly on the on TV. And it was Mad Rad or what's the name of the song? Mick Rad? Mick Rad. Mick Rad, yeah. So um, Phil here is going to read from a book that uh, I have not read because it uh, doesn't, doesn't exist, exist yet. Um, uh, the book is called Destroy All Movies, written by Zach Carlson. And who's the other writer? That's two guys. Zach Carlson and Brian Connolly. Yep. They forward by Richard Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Richard is the uh, the Destroy All Movies entry on Gleaming the Cube. <clears throat> Christian Slater stars as Brian, a skater who must bring vengeance upon the Vietnamese gunrunners who killed his adopted brother. Mm-hmm. Gleaming the Cube was one of the first films Hollywood made in the attempt to transform a sport, this one being skateboarding into a heinous, bastardized action movie. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. While the film is ultimately god-awful, it does have its sparkling moments, mainly in the form of its star-studded non-actor cast. A notable appearance by Tony Hawk as Brian's friend slash Pizza Hut delivery boy, along with other members of Skateboarding's Bones Brigade injected into the roster, was surely a conscious attempt by the filmmakers at giving the feature some much-needed street cred. This was probably enough to satisfy most of the 10 to 16 year olds, myself included, who saw Gleaming the Cube when it was initially released. Yeah, that's that's how old I was. <laughs> yeah, me too. More or less. I, uh, I was 10. I, I was in that age group, yeah. yeah. 
Along with the pro skaters, I was also hooked by the seemingly rebellious Brian, who fit my idea of what punk teenage thrashers were supposed to be like. Spiky bleached hair, dangly cross earrings, yeah. ripped jeans, and an affinity for McGrath on the old Walkman. <laughs> oh, the Walkman. At the time of Gleaming's release, there was much ado about any major studio film where the lead character has a cramps poster on his bedroom wall. Though we did not fit the classic 80s quote-unquote skate punk description, akin to the more flamboyantly attired daggers in Thrashin', Brian fits the bill perfectly as a snotty teen from the suburbs. On the other hand, he also serves as a prototype for what many consider the mall punk archetype. Fortunately for us, any type of punk association with sports rigidly ends with skateboarding. Dennis Rodman doesn't count. No, he doesn't. So yeah, so in the great uh, pantheon of skateboard movies, it's also important to note that like Hollywood has always struggled to like make movies about stuff that's not in- inherently cinematic. Because like the thing about skateboarding is like it's not cinematic um, in terms of like how the competition is had. It's like you're basically like are doing a performance and then someone else does a performance. It's almost like gymnastics to a yep. degree. Yep. Or figure skating. Um, or there's figure been, skating, yeah. There's some figure skating movies. Yeah, but day. come on, man. Cutting the edge. <laughs> that's what the, the one hell? I was thinking of. I, yeah. Of course it was. Not Blades of Glory, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and so, like, there was this. There was Thrashing, like you just mentioned, Phil. There was also the Skateboard Kids Part 1 and 2 um, from the 90s, which are very bad films about a kid who gets a magical skateboard and the first one it's voiced by dom deloise um and then there was of course, Gr- kids was a skateboard yes. movie in a way yeah it, it was but but not a positive one no. um they, they tried to do that they tried to do for rollerboarding what they did for skateboarding in the movie airborne uh but that oh, kind of uh, came right, and right, went right, uh, yeah um and then there was also um grind from like 2004 or 5 something like oh, that. Oh, I I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of like a uh supposed to be like almost a fictionalized jackass to a degree. And then of course there was uh, the There was Paranoid Park by Gus Van Sant. Right. Yeah, that one I, I like that one oh, quite a bit. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. I yeah. have problems with that movie, but mm-hmm. I only saw it the one time okay. and I was not in the mood for it, so I was like this is shit. But somebody does get cut in half in that film, so... Yeah, it's kind of a crazy movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And then uh, Lords of Dogtown and uh, Dogtown and Z-Boys, the documentary. The documentary is good. The movie is not good. The movie is meh. Um, It's one of those movies from the mid-2000s where they're like, we're going to capture the late 70s Los Angeles scene, and they kind of don't do it like i remember rise against the band plays black flag in the movie and it's just sort of like you guys are not black flag um and it's kind of like the what we do is secret the germs um narrative film starring shane west and uh shane west who uh later became singer of the germs that reformed briefly yeah for that one tour um was it just one it was just one tour right i i think he was he lasted lasted in the germs 2.0 for quite a while okay and uh but that that film as well as like again black flag shows up in it and it's just like none of those people look like they're in black flag no no um I haven't seen it, but I'm just assuming because it's Rise yeah, Against. Should. Oh, oh, you mean Lords of Dogtown? Oh, Lords yeah. of Dogtown Rise Against yeah, Black Flag. Who's the, uh, the actor? And I'm trying to remember his name, and I can't. Val Kilmer. No, 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 no. Sorry, it's not Val Kilmer. It's um. The young kid. Dead Australian. Um. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger is in it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He, but he's doing his best Val Dead Kilmer. Australian. Imp- <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Dead but- Australian. <laughs> wow. Although that sounds like a great name for a punk band. 
the dead Australians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Um, uh, oh, but also the young guy, the guy who was in Into the Wild. I can't remember oh, his Emil name. Oh, Emile Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about Gleaming the Cube. It's it's a weird slice. It, it always falls, it falls into that late 80s, early 90s kind of netherworld where it's like it's not quite 90s enough to be a 90s movie and it's no. not quite 80s enough to be an 80s movie for sure. Yeah. Because there's no, you know, hip-hop in it to, to speak of. Nope, nope. Um, there's, there's punk. There's punk, but there's not. it's not really that punk, though. It's like he's not no. attached. Like, there's the cramps, but we don't hear the cramps. There are just allusions to punk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of... And some metal, too. Yeah. yeah. Punk and metal. Yeah, because yeah, he's was, got like he a wearing a Megadeth t-shirt He's got point. a Megadeth yeah. t-shirt, and he's got the Metallica patch on his jean, on his Crass jean jacket. Which, I think if anyone who was an actual fan of Crass saw you wearing a Crass jacket with Metallica stitched to it, they'd probably beat you up. Because they are... Well, I, I guess this was when Metallica mm-hmm. still had cred. Uh, this was before 89. the Black Album, even. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, like Black Album was in Justice was for All. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, this would have been post. So it was when Metallica started making music videos. So I guess they were so. Yeah, so this is post one. So Jason Newstead's a part of the band. Um, yeah, so that's uh... still. I I mean I remember the film fondly. Yeah, it didn't. Well, well, it, the thing it is, it didn't really. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. No, no, it's it's, it's definitely not. Up in my sort of. It's it's entertaining. Like we did, we did our conversations during the film did wander away from it quite a bit. Um, and uh, the well, the interesting thing to note is that it was only released on like 469 screens originally, and it only found its audience on VHS and mm-hmm. on TV, like we said which in our intro. Which is where me and Phil found it, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing because like it's 1993, and I haven't seen it on TV yet, so I'm guessing it's, it must have been a little later. Well, they also aired it on TV in like during the heyday of Christian Slater, so uh, yeah. Which I guess this was get a lot of play. This was the start of his heyday. Yeah, and also like skateboarding was a thing. Oh, in the in, well, in the mid '90s, it really took over. Oh yeah, for, for sure for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always I wanted to I skateboard, even... but I same after, here. After falling on my face a few times, that's I'm like, yeah. I, I was easily discouraged. My, bro- my brother and my friends. I'll stick to riding a bike. My yeah. brother and my friends are pretty good at skateboarding. I owned a couple skateboards. I was never that good. Well, the thing about skateboarding is, is that it's not like it's riding a bike where as soon as you get that knack, you get it. It's like a, it's, it's a whole different thing. It's scary as shit. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean, when you fall, you're just going right down onto the pavement. <laughs> and um, who is it? Even uh, Jason Lee, the um, the actor slash former professional sp- skateboarder who... Uh, slash current Scientologist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, we're going to get followed after that. Kind <laughs> Although, have you seen the Church of Scientology building in Toronto lately? No, it's what not in good been... shape. You mean in, t- well, in 1993? Because they moved. Aren't they rebuilding that? Uh... They've been rebuilding it for like re-locating... five years now. They relocated, they relocated but they yeah. still own that building. And they're like, oh, we're renovating. And there's like that creepy dude who like runs that chapter sitting in front. Like he he has like the cult leader vibe. Really? For Scientology, you say a weird cult leader vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, 93 gram. I don't know where you're getting your information from, but... Yeah, I know. I, I all I have to rely on is the newspaper and my Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, I've I've heard a few lightning strikes while uh while you were where you were saying these things, so maybe, maybe something. May I recommend Encarta? Ooh, on 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 three point five inch floppy. On, C, on CD-ROM. CD-ROM. Man, this is those, those computers are like five thousand dollars. I I can't afford that. 
One day you will. I'm rocking Windows 3.1 here, man. Like, come on. Anyway. Anyways. Um, hey, Graham, you know that Donald Trump guy? Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> He's such a progressive Democrat. He's the best. So with regards to Gleaming the Cube, it's, yeah, it's 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 a weird nether world between not an 80s film nor a 90s film. Uh, it's right in that whole Christian Slater, like, atomic bomb that dropped with Heathers, uh, The Wizard, Pump Up the Volume. And then it was a few years after this that he did... Uh, True, True Romance. True Romance, yeah. yeah that's which where he I think, peaked, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of his best film. It definitely, Untamed Heart is not his best film. Yeah, I don't mm. remember Untamed Heart. It's the one where you got the baboon heart. Yeah. Uh, I Marissa like Tomei. I, oh, that's right, with Marissa Tomei. I just, I always and remember... Rosie Perez. Yeah, I always remember <laughs> the scene where, like, she invites him to, like, a party at his place, and then she goes outside to find him, like, hanging out with her cat on the thing, and she's like, mm. you didn't come in? And he's like, I just went and hang out here with this cat. And I thought, like, yeah, I'd do that, too. <laughs> That party didn't look that inviting. With with or without a baboon heart. Yeah. Who says I don't have a baboon heart? I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of more Christian Slater films, but Alone in the Dark, the Uwe Boll. Oh God, yeah, that was film. the Uwe Boll film, but that he, was during his back dark in time. back in the early yeah. '90s. He uh, did voice work for Ferngully, The Last Rainforest. That's back when he was true. dating that's Samantha Mathis. That's Mathis true. That's true. And, yeah. 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 Samantha Mathis from. Uh, Pump Super up the Mar- volume. And, and Super, Super Mario Brothers, Brothers the movie. That's why I always know her from as Princess. Is she Peach or Daisy? She's Daisy, right? She's Daisy, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Peach was... Daisy was the character from the um, from the Game Boy version of Super Mario. Peach was always the one in uh, in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo versions. Peach is the main... To- uh, yeah. Peach is the main princess, although in the American version of Super Mario Brothers originally, she was called Princess Toadstool for yep. no good reason. Political reasons, kid. <laughs> and she was also in the last uh, completed River Phoenix film. Oh, uh, right. The thing called Love. It was like a country movie. Mm-hmm. Peter Bogdanovich directed it. Yeah. I think she was dating River Phoenix at that I time. I thought The Last Crusade was the last River Phoenix movie. No, 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 no. Because that's like, I like that how was 89. I was like, yeah, yeah. When, when did um, that came out on? Uh, My Own Private Idaho come out? That was 91. 91 yeah. yeah. He died, uh, Phoenix died when? 93. Mm-hmm. Late 93. Yeah, post-Nirvana. That Wait, River Phoenix Viper is going to die? What? <laughs> <laughs> this year. Oh, my God. You should. Somebody should, you we've, should tell we've, him we've, if you We've got to yeah. stop it. Does anything else bad happen between now and whenever you're from? No, it's all pretty good. Sweet. Okay. Kurt Cobain's going to die next year. <gasps> well, you could see that coming, couldn't you? No, he just released in utero. Scott Wayland will also die. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. not okay. He has children and people that love him, and I'm sorry I made wow. that joke. It was funny, though. <laughs> it was funny. So, I don't know. I don't Shannon really... Hoon will die. Uh, who is that? He's, he he does uh, backup uh, uh, vocals on User Illusions. Don't know. Lane Staley. Lane Staley also dies. Mm-hmm. See, I have a bunch more people I want to say, but I can't because I'm from 1993. <laughs> um, this is a harder gimmick than I thought it was going to be. The guy from Sublime dies. Uh, do we have any more thoughts on Gleaming the Cube? 
I think that cube was gleamed pretty good. Yeah. Yes. There's oh, there's a pilot scene at the very beginning that we didn't. Oh mention, yeah, when he when oh my yeah, God, so they're yes. skating in an airport, which would definitely not happen post 9/11. Not that I know what that means. Yeah, they're skating around this airport as there's planes landing and taking off, and then they like bully some pilot some guy who, who never I don't comes think up, ever back comes back again. into no, it. No, he yeah. Doesn't. Yeah, so they're just flying in a Cessna, and uh, he's like, "I know I shouldn't be doing this, but all right, why not? You know, skeeter die." Um, <laughs> and so they, so like, they're like spotting like this like kidney-shaped pool. It's they're like, looking right. for empty swimming pools yeah. as skaters do. Yeah, yeah. half pipes. And then after, as they leave the plane, or like, maybe like while they board the plane, like they're just like vandalizing the plane stickers. Like Tony Hawk puts in like his oh, yeah. song, like his, his Tony own Hawk sticker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tony, Tony Hawk puts sticker. up his Tony Hawk. And there's sticker. a Thrasher sticker, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other stickers, and that's and that was gleaming the cube. Yes. So, um... So, 1993, Graham. Stop calling me that. I'm just Graham. Um, I'm sorry, I know I'm weirding you out. <laughs> so, uh, so I gotta lock up, guys. I mean, you fellas look like you're trustworthy people. You can just kind of crash here for the night if you want, like, unless you got somewhere to go. Um, well, no, don't have anywhere to go. Cool, I'll be back, yeah. and uh, we'll watch another movie. Um, have you guys ever seen Tough Turf? No. Really? No. I... I... <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, uh, no, I have not seen Doctor. Cool. It stars. Um, I will uh, watch it again. Awesome. It stars Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. Who right now is like on the top of the world, man. Like he's just been in Chaplin. He's gonna be great. Nothing can slow that guy down whatsoever. That's. There's so much you need to know. Okay. And um, and it also stars James Spader. Oh yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy's ageless. I yeah. know, right? I, I bet he just looks like a Greek god in 2017. Why'd you say 2017? Shut up, Kit. <laughs> Don't ever question me. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, we will see you guys next week for uh, for Tough Turf on... Death by Video. Death by Video. Death by video. I work at best of the best video, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. But you'll be here. Oh, G-Ram. Thank you for listening. Please rewind. Rewind what? <laughs>